Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. The Penrith Panthers took out the Premiership last night, knocking over the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And what a performance by the Panthers, not only last night, that was incredible, but if you have a look over the last four weeks, what they've done in this final series has been unbelievable. This is a team that I think the vast majority of us wrote off after their loss to South Sydney. They conceded 16 points that night, which was just about their worst defensive performance in 2021 when they had their full squad. They lost a couple of other games where they conceded more, but that was without origin players. To lose week one of finals after going to the grand final the year before and losing, and then to have to go the hard way around, incredibly impressive. Just unbelievable. That game against um, that, like that, that came against the, the Panthers and the South Sydney Rabbitohs a few weeks ago. I mean, we all said that was one of the best games we've seen, how great that was. We loved it. We then had the Parramatta Eels take on the Panthers the week after. It was 8-6. 8-6. It was such a grueling affair, and we all then said, is that the best game we've seen? And then they took on the Melbourne Storm last week, who, you know what, it wasn't the greatest game of football we've seen, but it was tough, and it was just full-on 10-6 to the Penrith Panthers. I mean, it is incredible with the lack of points they have scored and how they've scored their points. Their defense has just been incredible. To them win the grand final 14-12 over the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who I would assume have been averaging about 30 points a game this year. They have just been scoring at will. Uh, A sensational effort by the Panthers. And I was having a look through their season this morning, and I wonder if the writing was on the wall. In the first month of the NRL season, so the first four weeks, they conceded a grand total of 16 points. That's four points a game in the first four weeks. Granted, they played the Cowboys, the Bulldogs. They also played the Melbourne Storm and the Manly Seagulls. So... A pretty impressive knock. I mean, 24-0 over the Cowboys, 28-0 over Canterbury, 12-10, they beat the Melbourne Storm, then 46-6 over the Manly Seagulls. Um, you know, the week after that, they beat the Canberra Raiders 30-10, and, you know, the Canberra Raiders hadn't completely shit the bed yet. Yeah, it was it was, it was was a half-decent Canberra Raiders team. So, an incredible, incredible effort from the Penrith Panthers. And look, I've got to take some licks here. Um, I doubted them at the start of the season. I 
100%. I doubted them. I didn't think they'd be able to get up from that grand final loss and come all the way back and win it. The reason why I didn't think they'd be able to do it was because they lost the 2020 grand final off the back of experience. They didn't have enough experience in the big moments to handle that moment. Um, and then they let go of James Tamo. They also let go of Josh Mansell. They're two most experienced players. And I just thought, how on earth can this team lose the 2020 grand final through nothing more than a lack of experience, let their most experienced players go and somehow get better? And it's incredible. When I went, At halftime, I sat there and I thought, my God, I remember watching at halftime a, a year ago, watching the Penrith Panthers and the Melbourne Storm and thinking this Panthers team is so far away from being ready for a grand final. And people will look at the scorecard and say they lost by six. They got flogged in that grand final. They were never in that contest. The Melbourne Storm eased off and played stupid footy at the end, which allowed the Panthers to get back into it. They were never in that contest. And to see how far they've come in 12 months, it really is unbelievable. And credit to Ivan Cleary. Uh, you've got to also remember that this Penrith Panthers team, yes, they went to the grand final last year, but State of Origin was at the end of the season. So Ivan Cleary's never really had to deal with farewelling six or seven players for two months, getting them back banged up with injuries after being on a high and getting them back to club level. And, you know, it was tough for him. He arrived back. Isaiah Yo was knocked up. Nathan Cleary was out for five or six weeks. Jerome Luai was out for three or four weeks. I mean... It was a really tough period for the Penrith Panthers. They still managed to finish equal first, second on the ladder, but they won the same amount of games as the Melbourne Storm from memory. It is, it really is incredible what they have done this year. And then to get into the finals after going through all that and go through the four grueling games they did, including losing week one, it's incredible. There's not many teams that lose week one and go on to win the premiership. I don't have the stats in front of me, but there's not many that do it. There's not many that lose week one and then go on to beat that same team in the grand final three weeks later. It is an incredible effort. And I, I, I was very high on um, Apicurasau. I thought he had a great game. But Nathan Cleary, what a performance. Um, I, I understand he conceded that try to Cody Walker. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that in a minute. And that that shit happens. I understand that. And if you don't want to give him a Clive Churchill because of that play, I, I can understand that. I can hear that argument. But if you go and watch the rest of that game, that was one of the all-time great kicking performances we have ever seen. I had a lot of people message me and say, oh, you can't just give it Clive Churchill because of a good kicking game. And I was like, you know what? The kicking game was the difference in that game. I, I, I was saying to a mate last night, I think that if you put any other halfback in that team outside of Cleary and probably Joey, I'm not sure if the Panthers win that grand final. That is how good his kicking game was. You look on the other side of the park, Adam Reynolds, I would have his kicking game in about an 8 or an 8.5 out of 10. But nowhere near the level of Nathan Cleary. That's how good he was. And that is no disrespect to Adam Reynolds. He had a great game, got unlucky in the back end. But... Mate, the kicking game that Nathan Cleary showed last night was unbelievable. That was death by a thousand cuts. The amount of repeat sets that he forced, the amount like that there was that one that he put it right on the head of I think it was Jackson Paulo, and then they managed to tackle him out. I mean, he just had no choice but to take that ball and and copy's medicine. And that comes down to a pin perfect kick. It was it was an incredible performance by Cleary. Yes, he missed that tackle on Walker. I understand that. And as I said, if you don't want to give him a Clive because of that, that's fine. But outside of that moment, that game was decided on the boot of Nathan Cleary. It was an incredible performance. A performance that, to be honest with you, I probably thought he was a few years away from being able to deliver. you got to remember, this guy's 23 years old. Last night, he became the sixth, just the sixth halfback 
to captain his team to a premiership victory and win the Clive Churchill medal. Uh, obviously, you look back through history, you had Cliffy Lyons, uh, not Cliffy Lyons, you had Jeff Toovey. He did it in 1996. You had Andrew Johns. He did it in 2001. Uh, you had Jonathan Thurston in 2015. You had Scott Prince in 26, in, in um, 2005. Like There hasn't been many guys do this. History of Rugby League, Alan Langer in 1992 as well. And the scary thing is, Scott Prince, he did it when he was about 25 and a half. Now, that West Tigers premiership came from nowhere. Unbelievable seems incredible to see. But Scott Prince was, he was halfway to 26. Nathan Cleary, he's 23 years old. 23 years old. It is scary to think what is it, what lays in front of this kid over the next few years. It is terrifying to think about. We've all, we've all sort of criticized him. Can he handle the big stages? Can he deliver in the big moments? Well, he well and truly did it last night. And then you look back at the last two years and, I mean, he's been top three in the Dally M's two years in a row. He's been to two grand finals. He's now won one of them. He's won a Clive Churchill medal all before his 24th birthday, which is scary. He's already the captain of one of the best systems in rugby league. This could be absolutely anything for Nathan Cleary moving forward over the next few years. It really really is a scary prospect. As I said, I didn't think that they'd be able to fill the void left by James Tarmow, left by Josh Mansell. I didn't think they had the experience in this squad to be able to go back and win a premiership. But what they did last night and what they've done over the last month was nothing short of unbelievable. And credit to your guys like Appy, like James Fisher-Harris, like Kirk Capel, like Isaiah Yo, like Nathan Cleary, who have stepped up not only in their football but in their leadership roles. It has been unbelievable. I, I would love to have been a fly on the wall for the last four weeks of this final series and just see how they handled themselves. Because every game they finished, I was like, well, there goes Penrith. They're exhausted. They won't be able to get back up next week. And they just managed to get up each and every time. An incredible an incredible month or so. And you know what? Like, in, in another compliment to the Penrith Panthers, how good were the Bunnies? They were sensational. I, I've seen so many worse teams win grand finals on grand final day than what the Bunnies played last night. They really hung in there. Penrith had all the ball. You could see, as we spoke about during the last few weeks, Penrith, they did sort of struggle to score points. They have struggled to score points for the last few weeks. And the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they had to defend their ass off for that entire game. And... You could see at halftime how exhausted the Bunnies were. They just hung in the contest. They went in at halftime 8-6, and, they, and they, they got themselves back into it. I mean, if it was just a kick here or there or a penalty here or there that would have gone their way, it could have been a different story. But it's the way that grand finals go. And, you know, as I said during the week, if you were if you were expecting this to be a game where referees gave six again and six again and six again, it was going to be like that. Like, I, I, I don't know what rock you were living under or how you've missed out on watching finals football in every sport for eternity. But refs, they tend to swallow their 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 whistle once you get to finals footy. It's the reality of the situation. And it was, it became a battle of attrition just with defense. And the Penrith Panthers, they have been the best defensive side of this season by a country mile. South Sydney, they haven't been. They have conceded points left, right and center all year in little patches. But you, you look at the Bunnies draw during this final series too. I mean... They didn't play 80 minutes all year until we got to finals footy. Wayne Bennett sprinkled a little bit of his magic over the top, and all of a sudden the South Sydney Rabbitohs turned into this 80-minute colossus football team, which has been incredible to watch too. And I'm I'm just I'm trying to compliment the Rabbitohs as much as I can because I want people to appreciate how good this Panthers team had to be to beat this Rabbitohs team. I 
uh, you know, obviously I wasn't at the grand final last night, but I've been to a lot of grand finals. I've been to about 20 of them, and I've only watched a few of them from home. And out of the ones that I've watched from home, that was by far and away the best one I've ever seen from home. There's no doubt about it. And I think you could argue that might have been the best grand final we've seen. I, I think you could put that along with your 2015. I think people forget the 2015 grand final. That was an absolute stinker until we got to extra time. It was a bit of a batty crocker. It was not a great watch at all. That game last night, that was fast-paced from the start. There was no there was no easing up period. There was no first 20 minutes just to work each other out. The team, Both teams were going full throttle from the kickoff. Maybe it had something to do with the conditions. They were able to throw the ball around and whatever. But, mate, the way that Penrith started, they were so fast through the middle. That first 15 minutes, if you go watch those first few sets, that was an absolute clinic of how to play rugby league. But to South Sydney's credit, they hung in there. I I honestly reckon, based on the way the Panthers played last night, in the first 20 minutes, I reckon there's about 12 other teams they could have played last night, and they would have led 24-0 after the first 15 minutes because they just... They went through the centre third so quickly. Their sets were going for 50 and 60 metres. You're back five. They did so much work early, it was insane. Brian Toto... He was on about 100 metres after about 13 minutes. It was incredible. He finished the half. He he finished in the 30th minute was the last I saw. He was on about 130, 140-odd metres, but his start was incredible. Dylan Edwards was the same. Just, uh, it's crazy to think how the game has changed. And I I had a South fan message me last night, and I didn't really bite into it because I I think he was a, a little bit salty out of last night. But he said to me, um, that this Penrith Panthers team, they're good, but they're very suited to the modern game and they wouldn't have won premierships 10 years ago. And, you know, I thought to myself, you know what, this Panthers side, they are they are very suited to the modern game, no doubt about it. But that's the sign of a good system, isn't it? That's the sign of being well coached that you suit the modern day rules and that you're able to adapt your team as soon as the rules adapted and make the very most out of it. I, I look back to the way rugby league was played 10 years ago. Yes, it was very different, but... Just don't take anything away from these Panthers. Don't tell me that, you know, Ivan Cleary and his boys couldn't have adapted and been successful 10 years ago. Just conceded, what is it, 36 or something? 36 points in a final series. I mean, defense has always won competitions. The Penrith Panthers had the best defense. Do they... Is their defense a reflection of the modern game? 100%, yes. They give away a six again on zero tackle every single time. But once again... There was rules back then that you could take advantage of as well that teams did. The teams got away with the wrestle consistently. That's, you know, the, the bloke said to me, oh, he, he couldn't have, this team couldn't have won premierships like the Melbourne Storm and the Sydney Roosters. Well, geez, the Melbourne Storm and the Sydney Roosters were so successful during that period because they were the best wrestlers. They slowed down the ruck. That's all the Penrith Panthers are doing. They're playing by the rules, taking advantage of the little things that they can take advantage of and getting the best out of it. I mean... Credit where credit is due. This Panthers team, and look, I, I doubted them all year. I didn't think they'd be able to do this. I, I, I gave them no hope of being in the grand final last week. So this isn't a I told you so or whatever, but you've got to respect what the Penrith Panthers did and how they've performed over the last two years with a young squad who lacked experience, with a coach that has never won a premiership before, with a halfback that has never won a premiership before, with a 5'8 that's never won a premiership before, with a fullback that's never won a premiership before. I mean, it's incredible. The, uh, you know what? The dummy half, he's won a premiership. He came in and played one game in a final series seven years ago because their starting hooker was injured. 
mean, credit to Appy, but far out. What this team has done is incredible, and how far they've come and what they've achieved is unbelievable. Credit to Nathan Cleary. I thought that kicking game last night was unbelievable. I've said all year Adam Reynolds is the best kicker in rugby league, and when we get to grand final day, I will want Adam Reynolds on the field in the number seven in my team. Nathan Cleary, he might have... He might have turned the narrative last night. For him to do that at the age he's at was incredibly impressive and maybe it was a bit of a changing of the guard. It's always been a matter of time until Nathan Cleary would be undoubtedly the best halfback in rugby league. And I think after last night, no one can question it. Um, Over to to the side of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, as I said, this season has been an absolute pleasure to watch for for the Bunnies. The, The sort of brand of footy they played all year was incredible. Watching the form that Cody Walker was in, of the best rugby league I've ever seen. As someone that really appreciates a ball player and an instinctive footballer, watching Cody Walker was a pleasure this year. Absolutely loved it. Uh, obviously, Latrell Mitchell was, was missing last night. He's been missing for the last few weeks. I had people message me and say, oh, they would have won with Latrell. Maybe, but you don't know. That's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, it's unfortunate what happened. Um, you know, a tough suspension, but that's the way that it goes. We can dive into ifs and buts and whatever as much as we want. Um, I thought just on Cody Walker, I thought that he didn't deserve that last night. He he didn't deserve... He, you know, he, you got to remember earlier in that game, Cody Walker scored, in my opinion, one of the best individual tries I have ever seen in grand final history. I think it was Phil Gould said that it sort of reminded him of the Stacey Jones try, and that's the first thing it reminded me of as well. Stacey Jones against the Roosters in 0-2 scored an unbelievable try, very similar to that of Cody Walker last night. Uh, obviously left a handprint on Nathan Cleary's chest. I must put him into the third row. Took on the fullback, beat him. Very Cody Walker. I've been saying for the last few weeks, I want Cody to run more. I think he's been passing too much. I want him to run more. And, geez, that run that he took, that's one of the best grand final runs you will ever see. An incredible effort. And then later in the game, for him to have that moment where he threw that pass to Stephen Crichton. And look, this is something that we've been talking about for a couple of weeks now with Stephen Crichton, that he can do things that other guys can't. He's He's got this just this sense of vision, and he's so tall, he's so lanky, he's so athletic, he can just do things that others can't. And look, Cody Walker put himself in a good position. Yeah, and I think people forget, you know, people blame Cody Walker that don't understand that moment, but... Mate, if Cody Walker gets that part, that ball past Stephen Crichton, who was in a poor spot defensively, yeah, that's not where Stephen Crichton's meant to be. He went all chips in. Cody Walker went all chips in on that moment. Only one of them was going to come back with a try, and it was going to be either side, and it ended up being Stephen Crichton. Now, this sort of shit happens. This happens in rugby league. It's going to be the same as Brett Kamali's intercept a few years ago to Matty Bowen, where people went off Kamali for eternity. If the ball got past him, it was a try to New South Wales. All of a sudden, he's the, he's the hero. I love I love that when the game was on the line, Cody Walker wanted the ball in his hand. He wanted to own the moment. He wanted to deliver the big moment for the South Sydney Rubbers. It's not always going to work for you. We spoke yesterday about Vili Army Kikau, how he came into the 2020 Grand Final looking to make an impact, looking to be the difference, and it didn't work out for him. It's the same as Cody Walker last night. Yeah, he threw that intercept. It is what it is. Cody Walker has had an outstanding season. The only reason why he threw that intercept is because he wanted the ball in his hands in the biggest moments. He wanted to win that game for his team. He definitely deserved better than that, Cody Walker. There was another play in the game where I think it was with about 17 minutes to go, and he got the ball on about the 40-meter line. He put in a little grubber, and very un-Cody Walker. I think that they sort of let the moment get the better of them just for an instant. Now, 
it didn't actually matter because two or three sets they scored anyway. But to me, that was a worrying side when Cody Walker went for that little like Oz tag sort of style grubber with about 17 minutes to go. I sort of thought, oh, they're, they're falling out of this contest a little bit. But even then, they gave up 40 metres of field position. They still hung in. They scored a few sets later. I mean, South Sydney, I, 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 think, I think that moment... You know, as much as I didn't like it from South, you've probably got to give some credit to the Penrith Panthers defense that forced them into doing a little bit of unorthodox things to try and break their defense because it just seemed like there was no way through. I feel sorry for Cody Walker. He didn't deserve that moment last night. I spoke about I spoke about during the week that people had a belief when he came down from Queensland Cup that he couldn't handle the big moments. And I had a lot of people message me last night and say, oh, you nailed that. He can't handle the big moments. That's not really what I was saying. What what I was saying is that there are people out there that believe he can't. For me, Cody Walker showed me last night that he can handle the big stages, to be honest with you. To score that try, that was incredible. He then threw that intercept, and look, it was an all-chips-in-the-middle play. If that if that pass isn't taken by Stephen Crichton, if he's a second late on that assignment that he was out of position for, all of a sudden you're telling me Cody Walker's a genius and he can handle the big stages and he's a Clive Churchill medalist and... It all just comes down to a split second, and I thought he got really unlucky in that moment. It's probably an, an opportunity to double pump and just lay it on for Dane Gagai, but, mate, when you're Cody Walker and you've got the sort of confidence he's had, throwing that pass has worked out for him 99 times this year. It's unfortunate for Cody that that one time on the biggest stage, it didn't deliver. Very disappointing for him. He'll take his licks. He'll bounce back for it. He's the main guy in South Sydney next year. He'll take ownership of that team. Um, very interesting to watch him moving forward, Cody Walker. But I'm not going to heap shit on him because he was the guy that when the game was on the line, he wanted the ball and he wanted to win that game of footy for his footy side. Didn't always work, but I love guys that go all chips in. I love that mentality. It's sensational to see. And off the back of that, you know, he threw the intercept. He would have felt like the worst person in the world, Cody Walker. He would have felt like he left. He let the entire South Sydney down, the his entire team down. Adam Reynolds, Benji Marshall, Wayne Bennett, you name it. Cody Walker would have felt like he let them all down. They got a penalty about five or six minutes later down at the other end. And you saw Cody Walker straight away. He was upbeat. He was ready to go. He wanted to make up for it. He laid a try on in the in the left corner. That's just the sort of guy he is. I've got a lot, a lot of time for him. That was in about the 72nd, 73rd minute. It was only eight minutes after he threw the intercept to Stephen Crichton. So a lot of respect for Cody Walker and what he did last night. Adam Reynolds obviously bowed out from the South Sydney region last night, heading to the Brisbane Broncos next year. Very disappointing to see. I thought that all things considered that Adam came into that with an injury. I thought he was really good. As I said, I think Nathan Cleary had a 9, 9.5 out of 10 kicking game performance last night. I would have Adam Reynolds at an 8 or an 8.5. He was incredible as well. The vast majority of games that Adam Reynolds has ever played, if he would have had that kicking game that he showed last night, he would have been the best kicker on the field. It was just unfortunate that Nathan Cleary... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Just had one of those games, one of those unbelievable games. 
there was an instant where when when Matty Burton scored his first try in the 16 minute, they built a heap of pressure. Uh, it was a poor read by Campbell Graham, and you've got to wonder if Campbell Graham sort of felt the need to try and help Adam Reynolds if he wasn't 100%. Uh, we tipped that Adam Reynolds, he would be under a heap of pressure. He would get belted and bashed the entire game every time after he kicked, and if you watch it again, the Panthers, they did put a lot of pressure on him. Reynolds ha- handled it fine, as a true professional does, as a champion player does, but was definitely under a heap of pressure. The Rabbitohs, they weren't able to apply that same sort of pressure to Nathan Cleary. He had all the time in the world. And we said on our coach's clipboard that you had to apply pressure to him. You had to get stuck into him early. You had to get to that shoulder and make him feel a little bit worried, a little bit nervous. He just looked cool as a cucumber all night, Nathan Cleary. He did not look panicked at all on last tackles, which allowed him too much time to land his his kicks, which were the difference for me by far and away. I look at that South Sydney team as well. I've got to give credit to Cam Murray. We tipped him all week to have a big game. He was incredible. I think he made 50-odd tackles. Uh, I think he had like 18 hit-ups or something, and then he still had the energy to make that line break at the end, once again off Cody Walker, who was still trying to win that game of football for his team. When I was waiting for the Clive Churchill to be announced, I was talking to my mates and I said, has to be Cleary. And they all sort of went, oh, are you serious? Well, all he did was kick. And I said the same thing. Kicking was the difference in that game. And of course, went to Cleary. But some of the other guys that we were throwing out, Abby Curacao, he was sensational. Isaiah Yo was brilliant as well. Brian Toto was unbelievable. 250 run meters. I think he was on 130 at half time or so. And I posted that on Instagram. People said, oh, it's easy when you got the ball. Look, don't pretend like grand final meters come easy. I mean, it is easy to say sitting on the lounge, oh, yeah, but they had the ball, so he should be running for that many meters. Look at the runs he was taking. Look at the post-contact meters. He had 80 post-contact meters. The next best in the game was 60. It was 60 post-contact meters. And Brian Toe came up with 80. Don't, don't just look at stats and say, oh, they had the ball. He should be doing that. It is an incredible effort. Just because you, you're you used to him doing this sort of stuff, him and Dylan Edwards, doesn't mean it isn't any less incredible. Yeah, Brian Tyo, I thought he was sensational. I thought Matty Burton was great as well. If you're the Canterbury Bulldogs, good God, that's got to have you excited. For him to stand up and deliver on that big stage, for me, he had two massive moments. He had the try that he scored, which was unreal, but then he had that tackle that I mentioned earlier on Jackson Paulo where he dragged him out. Just to have the awareness in the moment to be able to do that was incredible. He was prepared to make big plays. He defended really well uh, with the ball. Him and Campbell Graham, apart from the try that Matty Burton scored, I thought their matchup was sensational. Those two going at each other. It was one that I was really excited about during the week. Another guy I want to pay some credit to who I thought he would struggle in this game. He was going to be the guy that I was probably going to target if I was Cody Walker and the boys was Paul Momorowski. I thought he did a really good job once again. Obviously a journeyman that's bounced around a couple of systems. A South Sydney junior from the Alexandria Rovers. I thought Momorowski over the last few weeks, he has been really strong and I kept doubting him. I kept thinking that this will be the game that they'll catch Momorowski out. They didn't manage to. He was very impressive, so credit to him. Look, credit to the Clearies. What Nathan's done over the last two years or so, how he's improved out of sight has been unbelievable. Credit to Ivan Cleary as well to deal with losing a premiership, losing your most experienced players, coming back. You know, you go from the Hunters to the Hunted. Everyone was after the Penrith Panthers. They were the benchmark this year, along with the Melbourne Storm. By that, I mean every single team they played got up for this game. They wanted to test themselves against the Penrith Panthers. They had an unbelievable season. All the attention was on the Melbourne Storm. You know, undefeated records, short price favourites, and I'm guilty of that as well, no doubt about it. To then go through Origin, lose all your players, both of your halves get injured, uh, your hooker get in trouble off the field, 
field. Isaiah Yo carrying an injury. James Fisher-Harris probably carrying an injury at the back end of the season. Brian Toto carrying an injury at the back end of the season. Then to just get the band together on the eve of the finals kicking off and do what they did. you got to remember as well, the Panthers... They didn't have a break, yeah? The the Parramatta Eels, they took the week off in round 25. The Panthers put, put their whole squad out there and went to work. So what they've done, I mean, history tells us that when you go through big games, you should be exhausted the next week. It should take a toll on you. Seemingly, it didn't for the Panthers. I, I look back at the last few weeks of their season and it, they played three grand finals in a row to win this grand final. It was incredible. They played last night against the Bunnies. They had to take on the Melbourne Storm at Suncorp Stadium as red-hot favourites off a week off. I mean, that is grand final sort of calibre football the Panthers had to play. And then the week before that against the Parramatta Eels, that was one of the most brutal games we have ever seen. That was incredible. So full credit to the Penrith Panthers. I didn't think they'd be able to do it at the start of the season. Ten days ago, I didn't think they'd be in the grand final. Wow, what a performance by them. A sensational story. Seeing all the scenes out of Penrith last night, unbelievable to see the amount of people out on the street celebrating everything. Probably put us into another COVID lockdown for another six years, but those celebrations were incredible. Credit to the South Sydney Rabbitohs. They played well enough to win the vast majority of grand finals last night for me. The Penrith Panthers, their defense is just too good, and it's what they've built this entire season off. I think they've averaged 12 points all year come finals time. Um, they conceded 16, 6, 6, and 12. That is incredible. I think this Penrith Panthers side could go back and win a premiership in just about any era because defense, it still matters. It still wins competitions. Just as this competition looked like it had transitioned to attack being more important than defense, the Penrith Panthers put their hands up and do and, and do what they've done. Simply incredible. I know everyone's given shit to Paul Kent saying they're done. Mate, <laughs> did anyone expect this Panthers side to be able to get up from a loss to the South Sydney Rabbitohs, from an 8-6 win over the Eels, from a 10-6 win over the Melbourne Storm? I mean, give Kenty all the shit you want with all your hindsight heroes, that's fine. But this team did look done. This team looked done and dusted. So credit to Ivan Cleary and credit to those Penrith Panthers boys who managed to drag themselves off the canvas and do something incredible in 2021. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 